Comedy Defect Podcast and donate as little as a pound or as much as you feel this podcast is worth. And those of you that do donate, thank you, because you're paying for the ones that can't. And those of you that can't donate, just go to iTunes on your phone and leave us a nice, honest review or Podbean or wherever you get your podcasts, because it really helps. It tells people where we are and what we're doing. Now, this is a really fun episode. It's an hour and a bit. It was with a very funny Luke Stephen for episode 63. Enjoy it, guys. Luke Stephen, welcome to the Comedy Defect, man. How are you? I'm oh, very well, thank you, man. Um, thanks so much for having me. It's so no, lovely to be here. Thanks for coming, mate. Thanks for coming. But well, you're looking pretty shell at the moment. Oh, stop it. You're, you making, me blush. you're making me blush winter. No, but mate, you're looking lean as hell, man. What's the body fat percentage? You've had it taken. I've not, no, I've oh. not. Yeah, people are wondering if you're just paying me lovely compliments. I've, obviously, I've just run the have London a, Marathon. Have a finger. <laughs> I'll have a couple of finger, I will. Yeah. yeah. No, I've just run the London Marathon. I run it yeah. on Sunday, obviously, and I've lost a, a shit ton of weight. But no, I don't weigh myself. Right. So, but I wish I had done, because I always just kind of thought, if I'm... Do you know what I mean? I know if I'm fat, if my fat clothes don't fit me anymore. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, so that was always kind of my, my measuring stick for... For losing weight, but I wish I had. I wish I had. No, I knew when I was going to do this. Yeah, I wish yeah. I had. Now, but oh, I don't know how much I've lost, but no idea. That's a problem. It's like you never do the before and after because you always want to get that really. You want to get massive first, and then go after. Exactly. Like, Look at me now. I'm fucking amazing, right? Well, that was kind of the thing. A bunch of friends and I. We went to Latvia May last year. It's part of a stag do. There's some photos of us all on the beach, and we all had a go at each other afterwards. We was like, we were like, none of you told us. We was like, you never told me I was fat. And everyone was like, you never told me I was fat. And I thought, well, I can't be. A fat bald guy. I need to tackle this yeah. and get this on. So I really got into the running, and um, yeah, yeah. It went from there, man. Got addicted to it fully, right? Massively addicted to yeah. it. Yeah, it's, uh, it's it's fun to do. It's it's strangely addictive, but you can see yourself. It's like stand up. You know, I mean, when you oh. first start doing it, and you, and you get those first few gigs that go so well, you want to do it more and more. Mm. Running's relatively easy. But all anything is is just doing it. So if you can, you can notice yourself getting better at running if you just decide to run all the time, and it's just like yeah. it's really not a hard thing to do. So when you see yourself getting better and fitter, it's it's you're pushing yourself more. Yeah, you know, it's it's really rewarding. It's as a stand up. I mean, you know, when you just sort of crush a gig, and it's like, oh man, yeah. I'm getting good at this. Totally get obsessed. Oh man, remember when I was doing a run? Like, you do you run every day, every each day? I do, I do three days a week. Right, right. So, that's pretty good, man. That's not bad for doing the time unit. Just three days. Yeah, huh. I was do. I would do like an eleven k on the Tuesday, eleven k on the Thursday, and then I would do a big one on the Sunday. Right. Um, huh. Yeah, that was all I did. It kind of get me injury free. I know people seem to tend to yeah. do more, four or five, but yeah, yeah, I just did three days a week. Wow. Maybe I should have done more. I could have got a quicker time. Oh. I did it four hours eight. Yeah, but that was you, we just talked about this before. It said like the heat was just going to. The kill heat you, did add it's, a minute a mile, so I could have done it at least thirty minutes quicker. Yeah, but it's it's I say it's not not your fault. Like you really. <laughs> sound like um, Robin Williams in um, Good Will Hunting. <laughs> it's not your fault. It's not your fault. Every time anyone says that to me, I just hear that. It's not your fault. Don't fucking do that to me, man. Plan to do like one a year now. I'm going to do one a year. There's a half marathon just where I live in, in Hadley in three weeks, so I signed up for that today. Mm. So I'm going to do I'm going to do a ten k tomorrow morning, mm. and then I'll do another ten on Friday, and I'll do I'll run a half on Sunday. And like you said, but when we first before we got over here, we started recording. You had uh, you you tapped up everyone at work for your charity uh, donations, yeah. right? Is that why you're leaving your job now? <laughs> no. well, I, didn't, I didn't take this guy up because I, I only sort of temp I've only been there for like three months but oh, they, what's been amazing about it that is how generous and giving everyone's been it's because I've just I've been really dull and boring like, I've been constantly posting on social media with my runs and this sort of stuff and people have just have given it right. which, is, which has been great I'm about 600 short I think 
for the two grand I want. So I'm going to do a little comedy night and I should be able to raise 600 quid from that. And then I'll be at two grand to Hospice UK. Amazing. Oh, sweet. Nice one. Yeah. And is there a special reason it was Hospice UK? Uh, yeah, I had I had a, a friend that died uh, oh, last year. <laughs> and he's, he spent his uh, his first five few weeks in Hospice. And it was just it was just the care that he that he got made me think, well, that would be a good cause to, to do it for, John. That's great. It's good. Something means something, which is nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah man. Absolutely, yeah. That's great. Yeah. Have you managed to write any stand-up about the marathon? Or? I am. Um, Oh, do you know what I mean I got shushed people talk about the camaraderie of the, of the London Marathon <laughs> right, yeah. and I got shushed at the start line which kind of makes you wonder how annoying of a person I actually am right because I mean we're in the second pen I don't know why I was so far I have no idea what I said I was the my finishing time was going to be but we're in this we're in this pen and I was chatting to this one guy called uh, Sam and some other guy and uh, I like being silly I like making people laugh do you know what I mean it's, you know, it's what we do mm. so you're there you're, you're in Greenwich Park and there's this big TV screen ahead of you and it's got the BBC coverage and it shows okay this is the here's the Queen she's about to start the race and they said but first of all we've got the, the national anthem so trying to make this guy Sam laugh I went oh Jesus Christ this fucking bitch <laughs> and there was this woman in front of me just turned around and just went shh I was like, I'm 34, you can't shush me. I was like, what the hell, yeah. So that made me giggle uncontrollably. And I was yeah. like, this lady's shushing me. And that made her even more annoyed. But yeah, shush me. Also, when you when, when we left Greenwich Park, we do a left turn and like, the first kilometre is great because uh, there's not many people there. I don't know why people don't, more people go there. It's a great place to see the runners. You've got people who just come out of their houses and there's loads of little kids there on the road with their hands out. So you sort of tap their hands as you go past. But after about the first kilometre, there was a guy there, absolutely true, reading Bible verses from a microphone at all of us what were you doing we're not taking it in this is the worst this is the worst chance to give us any kind of information we're not we're not focused on that yeah unless it's a blessing for him maybe he thought he was doing that yeah I mean it was pretty heart like wasn't it the day but it wasn't that heart like was it it wasn't like the death race was it no someone did die didn't they oh did they yeah oh fuck it was 29 I bet he was like see they needed me there. <laughs> yeah, where were you then? Yeah, he it. wasn't listening to the blessing. That's it. That's, that's it. Like. Oh fuck! But um, yeah, I don't know if I could do stand up on the London Marathon. I right. think people don't, it's yeah, yeah. people hate people who are sort of smug about their fitness and that yeah. kind of thing. Like their weight and stuff. Because like any time you try to go, oh guys, uh, unless you're like a female, mm. go guys, I've lost weight. You know, and they go, <laughs> oh my god, what? you know, unless it's a room full of women, it's fine. But if a guy says it. Who gives a fuck, mate? Just get, tell us yeah. a fucking joke. Uh, and even, to be fair, even sometimes when a, a female says it as well, it can be a little bit kind of, they go, so, what's, what, where's the punchline here? Well, a lot of the time you know? when someone goes on stage and say, I've lost weight, I kind of think, have you? It's like, how, <laughs> how big were you before? <laughs> you need a picture, don't you? Do you know what I mean? <laughs> do you need a picture? It's just yeah. like, well, you don't, you're not, do you know what I mean? You're not small now. There's that kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah, that's the element for sure. It's like, but you need to be, you need to really like be a stick thin to mm. say, look, you know, lost a lot of weight recently. You know, and there has to be a hilarious fucking story with it. Like, you know, you, yeah. you, you have to have at least shit yourself once or shit the bed yeah. with, a, uh, you know, your, your, on the second date or something like that. Something horrendous has to happen rather to make it worthwhile to say on stage. Isn't Absolutely. Because that's, because yeah. no one, this, it's an odd thing as a comic, but like, like no one, well, I think everyone has to remember, no one actually cares about you that much. Only, only you do. And I think, mm. You know, you're losing weight to trying to impress people is like the worst thing. Like what I used to love, do you used to watch Ricky Lake like back in the early nineties? Uh-huh. And uh, they'd have these so a lot of these shows they'd have an episode where uh, you used to bully me in high school but now I'm hot. Mm-hmm. So you get some like some fucking chick come out and she's looking all hot these days. Mm-hmm. 
and you'd get the jock who used to pick on her and she'd be like I'm all hot now what do you think and you'd be like oh, I, I don't care I've forgotten all about you yeah. and it's like well why what, how did you think this was going to go down yeah, exactly it's, it's, yeah. no yeah. one cares what you're doing yeah. you know it's not a superpower is it no, no that's it <laughs> <laughs> it's like oh thin man you're a thin yeah. woman oh you know it's like you know you're you're just a thinner loser that you were before isn't it yes I'm you, I mean, yes. One is, sorry I'm not saying but you know no, it's like no, it's no, that, 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 that thing is it so uh, I, I, I'm interested you say yeah, you, 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 sorry you also said as well you don't weigh yourself no I, I've, I've got two fucking uh, weight uh, measurements you know one of those things you go into the gym they hold on to the thing they measure yeah. body fat they're probably fucking useless they don't measure oh, really? your body fat percentage correctly, and I'll stick to that. Because I always thought, you know, I'm never going to do anything with the information if mm. I don't. Do you know, I don't know what my yeah. ideal weight should be. Although, having said that, I would like to know what I weigh now or what mm. I used to weigh, but yeah. I, it wouldn't have done anything for me. No, it probably would have made me cry. This is sad. You're right. You avoided the sadness. You're like you're you're, you're like <laughs> I like that. You just avoided pain. You're like no, I'm yeah. gonna run the. I don't want to know. I don't want to yeah. know. It's gonna. It's gonna make me sad. I mean, because that's it. I thought it's just gonna be big. I'm not gonna like it. I'm not. There's no way I'm gonna get on the scales and they go. Oh, I, th- I thought I weighed more. That, that's not gonna. Happen. <laughs> it's gonna. <laughs> it's never gonna. It's gonna be. Oh, I didn't know I weighed that much. That's what it's gonna be. Yeah, I mean, what, does, what that number is just gonna make you. It, it, it's never. It, it's like everything. It's, it's like yeah. it goes with age. So the older you get, the more it goes up. But that, that's the thing. It's like when I mean, I'm fucking. I'm the heaviest yeah. I've ever been, man. I'm like, um, anyway. Really tiny. Yeah. No, I, I know, but it's like the, it's it keeps going up, man. Now that's why I said before I've given up bread. I'm I'm I'm, up bread. I'm, tr- I'm I'm trying to give up milk as well, but I don't think I can do that. It's. Uh, well, I've started using milk again because I've because uh, I've given up bread and I now yeah. use milk for my porridge. Yeah. Oh, so I'm, not, I'm not having porridge with water. You can't. It's, you can't do that. That's yeah. just like that, that's like being in an orphanage, isn't it? Really. Mm. You, you just, yeah, that's ridiculous. Yeah, that's exactly like that. <laughs> yeah. I know. I, I have parents. Uh, you know, I mean, I have had milk in my porridge. Yeah. Oh, one time, uh, my, my, I, this is, my mother never had, let me have sugar when I was a kid, right? At all. Not at all. No right. sugar. She even looked is that why you bring out muffins and chocolate fingers? No, mate, that's it. That's it. Because <laughs> now I'm like, now, my gateway drug, you know? It's like, uh, <laughs> it's like I had the, the my mum, my, my uh, one day, she said, oh, you want some sugar, do you? And we had, like, used to make beer and stuff at home. You know, you have this... Uh, this is it saccharin sweet sweetener thing like okay. put into beer to uh, make it fizzy and, and like get, you know the yeast won't get all of the, the kind of the really? reaction kind of going and stuff you yeah. know and uh, so my mom said oh yeah fine okay you want something sweet do you and so she put a load of this shit on my porridge she never eats it though she just she just goes you try it it was the fucking worst man I was like oh you got I had to finish it I was like I'm gonna fin- have to finish this fucking shit man it's for beer it's not it doesn't it doesn't work that yeah way. it's like sprouts it was like you know that's trying to pay me out like, see that's what sugar is super bad for you it tastes bad no sugar tastes good whenever yeah, it goes to, yeah, yeah. whenever it goes to children's parties I'll be like fuck oh you know I'm like just seeing me I was like the old man in the corner you know pouring fucking orange and coke into one glass going oh don't want a cocktail anyone cocktail and so uh, you know, I, was, I was mental and then I'm not, and then my mother was like the fucking SS fucking on the on the, the goodie bag when you're coming out of the place you know yeah. like oh you can't have that can't have that therefore the colouring book that was all I ever fucking you know like tiny little fucking really yeah it was fucked man honestly I remember so little from my childhood oh. like barely any of it and like it, it drives my dad mad he'll try and talk the things we used to do as, mm. when I was a kid and I was like yeah I don't, I don't remember any of it yeah. I, it sounds like I'm almost disabled but I don't remember <laughs> I don't really remember anything before nine or ten, I wow. really straight. Just there's yeah. just like I'm like almost like Peter Pan. Like there's right. like nothing before thirteen. Whoa. I really I don't know. There's a few little memories. I know I must have existed, but as far as like anything, anything in any detail, yeah, yeah nothing. Like it's odd, isn't it? We're parents strict. 
No, my, my, my parents split up when I was quite young, so I was brought up by my dad when right. I was like nine. Um, yeah. So I don't really remember my parents being together. But we always, it was just, there was three of us. It was my dad, my brother and I. And we just kind of dicked about. So it was just a laugh, really. Mm. Uh, but yes, yeah, so my, my dad wasn't particularly strict. Like, I never got smacked or anything like that as a kid. Yeah. But well, just, that's, that's what I was getting at. It's like, you don't want to hit that hard. Yeah, it? yeah, it's no, like, yeah it just it blocks it all out. out of you. Like, yeah. you know, there goes the memories. You know, that yeah. was... <laughs> <laughs> it was always like the threat of getting hit was scarier than the actual Yeah, thing. yeah, fear. Just constant fear. Yeah. The threat is always worse than the actual action, isn't it? Really, that's what I find. One hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was it uh, and the humiliation? Is you know, if you get hit outside in front of other people, it's even worse. It's like, oh fucking, I won't do that again. Yeah. But uh, yeah, well, if he just says like, I'm not angry at you, I'm just disappointed. Oh, it's just like, oh fuck, man. Yeah, exactly. Just, just hit me. Just, it's like, I didn't bring you up that way, and it's like, dude, yeah. what are you doing to me? <laughs> Although he did, but he. But Dad was having a sting at me the other day, and he was just, it was, he was saying I'm with us. I don't like sharing food, and he was saying um, he goes because he was around the other day, and I was carb loading, and I was having some chicken and pasta. He was like, "Let me have some of that." I was like, "No, like, it's my dinner." And he was like, "You're so odd. How you don't, how you don't share your food?" And I thought, "Oh fuck this." So I said, "Well, I'm, I was brought up by you. I'm a product mm. of my environment. So if you don't like what you see." You have to blame yourself. Like, the mirror. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> well, there's nothing to do with me. Yeah, that's um, it. Which um, you didn't like. You didn't know that's just yeah. you. You get that from your mum. It's not that yeah. I've, I've noticed that as well. It's like, you know, because uh, I've got kids, it's like, you know, it's like with the, you got, it's like with animal, any animals or anything like that, they yeah. mirror you, how you, because sometimes I'll be like, because I've only How known, many kids do you have? Two. What, how, what are their ages? Uh, one, is, uh, one is 12 and the other one is 18. So, what? how old are you? I am very old. <laughs> you got eight. So, but, but, I can, but for acting age, I'm 25. Okay, <laughs> you, uh, you can get that. <laughs> I'm so. Joey, who's <laughs> year from writing my show last year, what, 45 minute show called Side Effect. I'm not doing it anymore, but just I'd let you know it's a narrative show. Don't like narratives, doing more jokes this year. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, I hate the narrative. Yeah, right? it's me quite too, exciting. man. It, totally. Okay. totally. So, do some good club sets. Yeah. Jambling together for yeah. an hour. I mean, you have to come up with a break. I mean, for my new anime show, it's a, it's a thin theme. Yeah, nice. But oh, what, what time is it? 8 pm. Oh, great. And where? Uh, Dr. Livingston's. Dr. Livingston's, right. Okay, on, great. Uh, St. Mary Street. Brilliant. I'll come see it. I can't wait. Good, man. Good. It's called um, Look at Me When I'm Talking to You. Right, great. And the idea, <laughs> the, Look at me! Yeah. <laughs> the, basic, like, the basic premise is how the world would work better if everyone just did what I wanted them to do. <laughs> right, right. Uh, which is obviously like an absurd notion. Yeah, right. But then it's just, it just kind of reveals, there's the show guys on it, reveals that you know, it's me with the actual problem and, and then I create the problems in the world yeah. around me. But I just kind of think everyone has those moments where they just think, oh, why don't you just, why don't you yeah. do what I want you to do? <laughs> totally. totally. And I just kind of thought, yeah. Read my mind. Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Read my fucking, can you, oh, it's obvious. It's obvious to you, they don't have yeah. a fucking clue because oh, to them, everything else is obvious, right? That's Absolutely, it. yeah. That's, yeah. I, I totally get that all the time. That for the nurse show I did last year, it was the same sort of thing. It was like, you know, you kind of go, the whole arc is like, I'm a dick. This whole arc is to show you that I know that I'm a dick. And this yeah. is how, that I realise I'm a dick, but I'll still keep being a dick because we're all dicks. Which I think is pretty much every <laughs> male <laughs> comics <laughs> arc. Totally. Because like, we're, we're, we're fucking idiots. We've got no plan. We don't know what we're doing. Just fucking, we're just trying to fuck things and live all right and then eat. Incremental. Oh, look at the uh, I'm making. Sorry. No, carry on, man. Incremental epiphanies uh, which we'll forget about by the next show. And then we go, oh, yeah. of course. And then and the cycle repeats itself, right? That's yeah. It. Yeah, yeah. I was wanting to do another show called It's Hard to Be a Man. Mm. I like that idea as well. Because yeah. we are just, well, we're just doing everything to anybody else, so we just make fucking mistakes all day long. 
That's it. Just bumble along, really, isn't it? Yeah. Just, Which yeah. I think all anybody's doing. No one has a real set plan or an idea mm. of how this world's supposed to work or what we're supposed to be doing. It's just like, well, if I can just get through today, yeah. tomorrow might be all right. Do you know what I mean? I'm starting to find that, because I know my missus thinks I'm a fucking idiot. I, I mean, this is a common theme, right? The veneer is gone. There's just no... There's no kind she of. She like, can't think you're a fucking no, idiot. No, no, I can see it, I'm, and I'm like, and it makes me angry because I know Sorry. that she thinks I'm I, I, that I'm I'm just completely inept, and I'm like, and, it, and I know it shouldn't let it make me angry because the more angry it makes me, the more inept I totally become because you know that if you live in yeah. in that sort of like um, discontent, you just can't function in the world because everything is just like oh fuck you just seem like a completely unreasonable bastard which yeah. which, which it, but I only um, I have that internally but she can see it on the inside oh god it feels like forever man it's just <laughs> it, it, like, and it really does it's like uh, oh, my last relationship six. Oh, fair play to you man that was a long time ago though. wow Okay, what, how... Uh, what do you mean, fair play? Is no, that, I mean, no, but I know, I know, sorry, I'm just saying, I'm just saying, that's a long, I mean, not long time to not be married, do you know? I'm not saying that you, you failed oh. or anything, I'm just saying that, that, you know, I mean, I hung on. We was young. We were, year, I was like, fucking... Yeah, that's young, okay, young. We were 20, we were 21 when we got together and we, we split up when I was 27. Oh, shit, man. That's a tough, tough one. Yeah. Whoa. Yes, yeah, yeah. We all can't have it ended as well. Oh, no. Right. Really bad, yeah. She's alive, right? Yeah, she's alive. Yeah, she's alive, <laughs> but she's not. Uh, yeah, it's a real fucking arsehole. Where's she gone? What did uh, she do? What happened? Did you she, um, she had this, she had a, a fucking shitload of debt. Oh, when, no. When we, got, when we got together. And so I, she was young, I think mean, she was 20, I was 21. And she owed like fucking 20 grand when I first met her. And I just thought, and she wasn't, she wasn't a coke addict, she didn't. She never tits down, so I don't know what she spent the fucking money. Yeah, she didn't right. have anything aside. Huh. Then as we got, we moved, we moved in. We were together for a year, then we moved in with each other. So we lived together for like five years. We lived in like three other places. And then right toward the end, it was like she was just because of the recession hit. She lost a job, and then she had to get another job, which wasn't right. getting paid as much. She was like, "I'm really struggling to pay off this debt. I can't get rid of it." And um, oh, I didn't realize how much she was paying. She was paying at seven hundred pound a month. Right, she had six credit cards and a loan. And she could only afford to make minimum payments on all of it. And that was costing her 700 quid a month. And they said to her, they said, if you keep paying it off in this way, this is going to take you 25 years to clear. So she was just like crying every night going, I can't get rid of this debt. So she wanted to consolidate it all. And then was like going, we are not touching you. There's no way. Yeah. So obviously, you know, I live with this woman. We are together. Yeah. I thought we were going to spend the rest of our lives with her, which is insane now because I was, just because it, it was so, because I'm 34 now. So it was so long ago. But I thought, you know, and she was and she was crying every night in bed, just going, "But you could sort it out, you could sort it out. No one's going in me, you could sort it out." Mm-hmm. And I didn't have any, my credit was fine, so I was like, "Okay, we'll go to we'll go to my bank and we'll see if we can get a loan out of my name." So we went to the bank after an eighteen and a half grand loan, and uh, they went, "Yeah, we can do that at four hundred quid a month. It'll take five years for it to clear." Oh. So a massive fucking saving to us. So I said, "Look, I said, you know what's going to happen in the future?" I said, "What happens if you put both our names on this thing?" Mm. They said, "It'll be four thirty a month." But it would take five years to clear. And I was like, okay, we'll do that. Yeah. Sign the papers, blah, 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 blah. And then about two months later, she was like, um, she goes, I don't think this is working. And I was like, what the fuck? I was like, what do you mean? She goes, I'm not sure if I want to be with you anymore. And I was like, well, how long have you felt like this? And she goes, about two months. I was like, that's when I signed those papers. Like, she knew she was going to go and thought, I'm going to get to take this, I'm going to have to get to take this, uh, this, uh, this debt on. Wow. And that's what she did. That's a kick in the fucking... Yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, it was like, holy fuck. Whoa. Really harsh. 
What a fucking mercenary bitch, man. It's unreal, man. Just and he just and you look back now because I have a real issue with women crying. If I see them crying, I'm thinking that's you're trying to manipulate the situation. I still can't get out of my head. Yeah, yeah. Just yeah, just the fact, just someone I knew, just someone I was in love with. Yeah. Like and it wasn't like it was an infatuation. They were together for like two months. It was six years, five years of living together, Whoa. and then uh, and then that. And I was just like, oh fuck, wow. Holy fuck, did you write a show about that? That's a serious one. No, man. I've mentioned it in bits of... No, I'm, do you know, I've never, I've never mentioned her in a show. I've never, I've never spoken about it. I've spoken yeah. about girlfriends since and mm. how, those, how those relationships have sort yeah. of gone, but I've never, I've never brought her up. Yeah, as soon as you see any resemblance to that last relationship, you're going to be like, right, you've got the bin. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not great with, with women. Um, <laughs> I'm really not. I'm really, I'm really, I'm really, I'm really quite, I really, I have really, really, real trust issues. Yeah, I don't blame you, man. I mean, you've got, you've got a reason for that, right? <laughs> but then again, you know, it's like it was, you know, however long ago it was, perhaps I should be over it now. But, no, I, I think 18 grand at five years is a real fucking, it's a lesson in a fucking half, isn't it? Yeah, you yeah. You really get bitten and you go, well, well you know what? You know, my, my, I mean, mine was totally paranoid. I had fucking enough relationships, man. Mm-hmm. My relationships for my missus was like, two years and then like I was just like no they're all fucking they're all you know I had so many crazy relationships and I was like I just can't I literally cannot take anymore I don't trust anyone I don't fucking and it's like you know just like so paranoid you're like no you're, just, you're trying to control me or it's like that. you know and yeah, emotionally yeah, yeah. exhausted from it all you know just like yeah it does oh, get, it does get that's it and you know that's it so I was like alright when this one's like fine she diverted she, she got me a dog <laughs> what, are you, what are you talking about so clever she got you a dog yeah well this one yeah 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 what does that mean? A dog means a dog is is like for life. It was it was like a the the, the Trojan horse. That was it. Actually. People break up if they have pets together. Yeah, but you yeah, but you think I mean I like love the dog. I couldn't I couldn't if she took the dog away from me, I'd be broken, man. You know. Really? Yeah, kids fine, but dog. <laughs> <laughs> sad. It's very sad. Dogs are amazing. Yeah. You know, they love you unconditionally. Kids, not so much. They want the fucking PS4 or whatever the fuck they want. You know, I've, I've not got any kids. Why well, I always imagine having kids would be great. Yeah, they're good for material. They're good Just for these material. little, these little yeah. things that really depend yeah. on you. And I thought the I thought the love from kids was unconditional. Yeah. They think you're really cool. Yeah, yeah, comedy comes from pain, and there's a lot of pain involved with kids. You know, the, the, yeah. the mental fucking just torment. That's all it is, you know. It's just great. It's wonderful. Uh, you know. Because <laughs> that's the thing as well, because I don't realise there's that aspect of it as well, because my, th- my brother's got three kids, and uh, my brother's got 29, so he's like, quite a bit younger than me. And uh, but he, he loves his kids, but then it, I, I look back at it, and I think, oh, fucking hell, these, they're going to be there forever. There's always going to be, hmm. like, you, I guess you'll, you never stop caring about them. Like, even though he's such a son's 18, it's still like, oh, fucking hell, his first love, and what mm. this stuff, and there's that kind of heartbreak that you'll go through, and it's all, then that's obviously going to affect you, and think, oh, fucking hell, because you don't want to see your sons go through that. Yeah. It must be just a constant... Uh, worry worry yeah 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 like a fucking get a job and all this yeah well I mean that's but that's yeah because yeah. people because I was because I because I had, I've had this debate a few times with people and I said I I, um, I think life is meaningless I think if you don't mm. have any children because otherwise mm. I think you know what, what are you doing what's, the, what, what's your purpose because yeah. I, mean? I, don't, I don't think my life has any kind of meaning Right. whatsoever like, it doesn't matter if I'm here or not no one's dependent on me it's the, mm. do you know what I mean I'm not like necessary Connect, you need to be connected to something yeah. sort of thing to, to feel that you're in a, re, in a reality of some kind yeah otherwise like you, we end up driving to a gig with that kind of own, our own voice in our head or going Absolutely. to a gig in a, in a bus or something you're like this is you're just you're in your head all the time and yeah uh, that's what I ha- that's the danger I had before I met my missus which like uh, the same sort of thing like and you go oh this is right isn't it hmm. And then who's answering? I am. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, that's it. There's that thing that people often say, you know, 
people I know who haven't got kids, like, my, like myself, will often say, yeah, but, you know, my life, I'm really free. I'm always happy. People who, who haven't got kids, who have got kids, don't seem to be happy. And I just think, I don't think that's quite right. I think if you have children, your ex- expectation is so is elevated so much higher because it needs to be because you've got children, do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, so you're worried if you're not doing right by them far more than... Because we're if you're just on your own, you're mm-hmm. okay, it's like, everything goes. But mm-hmm. as your parents, like, oh, fucking hell, you... Think, am, I, am I making sense? No, I know, I know exactly what you're saying because I feel that having kids, you kind of... I mean, not, not everyone... Like, you, your ambition and your drive goes a lot more because you're not just doing it for you anymore. Yeah. You're, do, you're doing it for them, but you're also not doing it, doing it just for them. You're doing it to show that others... But to be fair, like like anything, like uh, I'm like you're, you're doing it to show them that that you can go for it and you can yeah, fucking yeah. do it. And there is nothing that that like you know, like say when you see someone on stage writing, they're fucking smashing the fucking doors yeah, off, yeah. and you're like, oh my god, that was amazing. And you go, wow. And you yeah. just after you've seen it, you go, I'm gonna go back, and you just you're just fucking jacked with fucking adrenaline. Yeah, my absolutely. god, and you're writing, and it's like limitless fucking shit just starts coming out of nowhere and start putting it together and go whoa that's another joke done and you're like you yeah, know you're yeah. just like spinning it like that it's fucking amazing that that same sort of thing but uh, I don't know if the kids do the same thing but when they see me they <laughs> go oh look at that dickhead writing another fucking dad joke over there you know what yeah. I mean like but but that but you try you hope that that's the the kinetic momentum that they see that you do you, you hope it, it's imprinted on them a little bit yeah because they have got that more energy more energy than you because like, yeah. they're young and have that power but you're right I think, I think the pressure's higher as a parent, but I don't. I don't think that means that you're less happy. I think. No. Do you know what I mean? I think. I think that's. But I don't think that's quite right. People say that. I no, I, I think that because I think you can be everything. You you just adjust and you adapt. It's like three yeah, months, yeah. is it, to adapt to whatever any situation? That's the fucking. The, oh, the, is that the golden that's rule? That's the three months. Yeah, three months. Okay. So if you're in a fucking shit relationship, three months after that, you're like, yeah, it's not so bad. <laughs> you know, that's oh, interesting. That's the danger. Oh, okay. Uh, I know that fact from Freakonomics, uh, and so it's like three months you can. Uh, uh, adapt to anything which is a good and terrible for the human brain yeah you know for your life you know so be oh, careful oh well, how interesting mm. just fact fact from one corner no, that's great <laughs> so even for positive and negative they could have it yeah scared. absolutely that is it so you don't remember your childhood right so what do you so drawing from for comedy you just like fuck it straight now you're like fuck, you just I'm like, now I'm all about things oh, that right, so cool. I, don't, I don't really like to write a lot either I'm quite lazy well not lazy with it I just it doesn't I don't feel as that works for me like I'll yeah. have a, a slight little thing will happen to me or mm. sometimes I'll, I'll have a punchline and I'll try and work from a joke backwards because mm. I'll have an idea just as a, a, it could be anything slight that's happened and I'll think oh that would be and I think oh that would be funny if that was slightly exaggerated so I'd make a note on that and mm. then I'll work it out at, at an open mic and then I'll sort of form it that way Mm. But as opposed to sort of writing down sentences and things like that, I don't, really, I don't enjoy doing that. I, I just, find it just tedious. Yeah. And it takes the fun out of it and the joy. Because you're supposed to, like, yeah. if you know yourself, you know, fucking, you've done, you done what, 10 years now, I mean, you're more 11 years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like, you, you know, you, you fucking, you just want to be excited about the fucking thing you're going to tell them. Or yeah. it's like, oh, guys, this is the, my new toy. And like, yes, you know, yeah, that's yeah. what this does. You know, and then like, oh, I didn't know that was there. Fucking yeah. hell. And that's, and that's the thing. If, and if you like have really okay ground all the fun out of it and to you know I left with dust and you're like okay well this is the thing that I've been hammering out at home and there's no joy left in it and I'm a robot you know and that's the thing you like to yeah. fucking, you want to throw some shapes out there and just see what fucking comes around you know yeah, absolutely, but, yeah. so you've been doing it about 11 years now because you did it like 10 years when I first uh, yeah, met you that gig last year, didn't that's right gigging in Hull yeah that's right it was yeah. a fucking long journey right it's a long journey it was a nice gig yeah it was it was a gig it was. And so you've done what, how many shows now this would be my Fourth, this will be my fourth mm. fourth one. Yeah. Um, the last one was sort of cobbled together as I got the room really late, so it was kind of half new, half old, and I was trying to make this one like as new as possible. Yeah. 
Um, but yeah, most of my ideas are really recent. I don't really sort of visit my past history because I'm always, I don't know, I always kind of feel someone's talking about their childhood. I think, I mean, get over it. Because yeah. I think that in life, because everyone, ev- everyone thinks they had it bad. Like, everyone does. And it's like, you, you didn't. Mm. It's all right. You, you, you know, you had shit that happened to you. Mm. Like, people constantly try to moan that they didn't live in this perfect utopia of, of their life. And it's like, well, no, none of us, no one goes through yeah. that. That's it. I didn't have a Mr. Frosty when I wanted a Mr. Frosty. Yeah. And like, you know, and that, that's it. It's, you know, and then finally now I have a Mr. Frosty. Yeah, okay. But like, it's, it's that kind of, uh, you're paid for a room, a ridiculous yeah. price of accommodation. How fucking bad can your life be? You know, and yeah. you're picking that scab that you've already gotten over. You yeah. know, what more likely you have? I mean, I mean, maybe, I said the, the thing we said earlier, the men incrementally have enlightenment and then just go resort back to the original state (laughs) yeah yeah well that's that's the thing about um, that's that's the thing about breakups like because I I don't don't deal with breakups very well but then a year later I can then revisit them and draw material out of them yeah so it's like so if like if an ex saw me doing material and he was like fucking hell that was like years ago, why are you still talking about it? Mm-hmm. It's all I'm talking about now because I'm yeah. the pain's gone for me to allow to make light of it. Do you know totally, what I mean? Totally, totally. Um, so it's not, yeah. So I kind of do that. I, revi- I revisit those things, but I think when people talk about their childhood and they're doing that on stage, I'm thinking you're a grown man. <laughs> I'm not interested if something happened to you when you're ten and you're not over it. That mm-hmm. I think that's really good. Yeah. But then again, obviously they're doing it for comedic purposes, so yeah, yeah, yeah. I perhaps shouldn't take it so seriously. That was my show last year. That was my no, it wasn't. But no, no, really. I mean, well, that was like <laughs> that <was> <laughs> No, I mean, it wasn't like that. I was 10. I was just kind of going, I'll just uh, make excuses for this now. We have to listen. Okay. Uh, so there was no sort of like moment in there where I was kind of going, well, uh, I just wanted to see why, what had become. I was like, yeah. the, the, you know, the gradual stage of, oh, that's why now. Because I wanted to figure it out. I wasn't yes. like, it wasn't like kind of like, there was actually there was punchlines in it. It wasn't like, oh, oh sure there were. Yeah, there, obviously. And I, wa- but I went to see a few shows last year, like uh, quite a few. And the last show I saw, the Fringe show, it was this lady she was very good but you could see the light in her eyes was just they were just she was just dead inside and she even said at the end of the oh thing so, you know what uh, let's just finish the show so we can all forget about this month I mean like <laughs> why would you write something like that to just that's fucking, insane you know like you spend so much you put so much time effort and something you're just going to bin and sh- or shelve yeah. or you know I mean you can't use it but like maybe maybe you, I, I'm, I'm speak, if you speak for me I find that I don't have anything politically motivated enough or like this interesting enough to talk about no, that, that people go yeah oh wow that's an inter- really interesting point made by yeah. that guy that looks like a lot of other people you yeah, know what I mean yeah. you know? and so, also if you go, I think if you're going to do something politically comedy wise it has to be fucking remarkable otherwise yeah. you're just making half-baked points it's the thing about social media as well with these uh, these people on the left and the people on the right mm. they are the exact same person and they can't even see it just every kind of thing like these were the qualities we believe so we're, we're about uh, feminism we're about pro-choice we're about uh, the welfare state we're about uh, just every kind of little thing we're about Corbyn there's no so we hate everything that these people on the right hand say and it's like mm. you know you guys have more in common than you think do you yeah. know what I mean and it, it drives me Mental. So it's also the same with conservatives. With just any kind of thing that anything that Corbyn says, they go, "Oh, that's ridiculous." It's like we cannot. Not everything he says can be ridiculous. Like mm-hmm. that's not possible. Mm-hmm. It drives you mad, and how we get into these little yeah. arguments. Do you know what? Because I, I, I avoid getting sorry. Like, no, go for it. Man. I avoid. I try to avoid getting into arguments on social media, but I'll read them because they're fucking hilarious. Yeah. And there was this girl that I know. She posted the Jonathan Pye feminism one and people went fucking bananas on it which was fucking hilarious I quite liked it if you don't like it fine that you know you can't just 
Hmm. Uh, I can't tell you. I can't say to somebody, "Well, this is funny," because they might not find it funny. I find it funny if someone doesn't. <laughs> I love the way you're gonna cover yourself at the end. No, but, but you know what I mean. I'm not, saying, I'm, not, yeah. I'm not having a date. Because yeah. you know you, you, we're so paranoid now as well. Yeah, everyone's on fuck it just in case. I've offended one person yeah. that you know that person will put it on Facebook and then next thing yeah sorry go on yeah. I, I totally saw that as well it went fucking mental yeah. it was going for weeks wasn't it it was fucking hilarious yeah. but like if, if someone doesn't like something like I don't I, like I can't say to you Mrs Brown's boys is shit because it's extremely successful and people really like it I can't stand it but I can't say that's not funny because yeah. people are finding it funny yeah. uh, so I can't say so if someone didn't like that John Pie sketch I can't say they're wrong because they, they just didn't like it wasn't mm. to their taste so obviously, what was fucking brilliant about it was people arguing about it, going back and forth. Well, no one, and they, no one would ever speak to each other. How in real life, there was one guy who was being really aggressive because he was ultra progressive. But in one of his ultra progressiveness, he was like having an argument with a woman in her sixties, like going, "Oh yeah, let's just let's just discount facts, shall we? Wish we could all do that." I was thinking, have some fucking respect. Like you've been an ultra progressive lefty, but yet you're abusing a six-year-old woman because she disagrees with your viewpoint. Mm. And what I like it as well, there's another guy on there, he was going, uh, oh, I quite like it, but, you know, this is a brilliant thing. If you have to tell people the qualities you have, it's because you don't actually possess them. So this mm. guy was going, I'm actually really open-minded, I'm open to debate. And it's like, well, you're, why are you telling me that? Why don't, why don't you just act that way, and then I'll be aware of it? So he got so annoyed, <laughs> this guy, sorry, it's really made me laugh. He got so annoyed that people were being as open-minded as him, that he then put his own post on Facebook going, I can't discuss things on Facebook anymore, it's too much. And I just thought, you are a cunt. Like, it's... Fucking ridiculous! It was brilliant for a while. Passive aggressive fucker just oh, shot him down the argument. Just shut like, them. Oh yeah, well, set my piece now. That's it. I'm did out. it and then did it on oh. his own page. Going, oh, I just oh. can't do it anymore. I just got. He's like, well, why? Why are you telling people you can't debate people with Facebook anymore on Facebook? Just keep it to yourself. Just don't do it. Just don't mm. do the thing. I, mean, I say I've said before. It makes me feel. I try to do that kind of like you know bear all shit that people find that they can easily do, and I I, I can't do it. it. Makes me feel horrible inside. It make, yeah. I, I feel that like, you know I did it once. I did, not that it wasn't bearing all. It's like mm. a little post just seeing see what this what everyone else is doing this. Let me just try. Oh no, this is fucking. This is disgusting. I don't want this. This is not how I want yeah. to feel. Uh, you know, it wasn't even feel vulnerable. I just felt fucking like a just it's a victim. That's what I felt like. You I, know? I, and I hate that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and so but I think that sometimes, like we said before. Go to a gig and you're in that in that microcosm of your fucking of your of your own, your own reality. You're always say if that's all you are in your head, you're always saying yes to yourself. Going yeah, yeah, this is right. And then someone puts you put that on Facebook, and it might be totally wrong. Mm. But even just because people know you, they'll like it, and that reaffirms the wrong thought. Yeah, that you yeah, had. and it's dangerous. I think it's dangerous, and and like. And I think that it, and then that can snowball, and it becomes a, sometimes a movement—not all of them are moving in the wrong direction, but a movement that meant well, but doesn't protect the vulnerable. If you know, yeah, what I'm saying. I, I agree with you. Yeah, I yeah. think they're, they're they're coming from a, a good place, mm. but yeah. it's not like Facebook isn't going to protect you no. in a, in any of those disturbing or horrendous situations that we've just had in the last few months you know yeah. it's like oh, oh Facebook I've got a light I've got, look how many loves I've got yeah well that's not going to fucking stop you getting hurt you know what I mean you just got to remember focus you know yeah it, it just like if anyone man or, or, or woman that's it it just it's so fucking it's, it's, it's terrifying but like so <laughs> but uh, to write comedy about this it's not going to be work very well yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I wonder if there's no maybe maybe one line but you can't do a whole show on it right yeah. again with a wrong demographic right yeah but it's like so you know like four shows what's the name of your shows peace love and not understanding right was the first one that was in 
20, I did it first at the Camden Fringe in 2014 and then mm. did it in Brighton in 2015 and then did it in Edinburgh in 2015 and that was again thinly based on it was after I'd broken up with the chick I'd been with for six years mm. and it was about the ups and downs of relationships I'd had in the three years after that mm. and how they'd all sort of messed up yeah. and then um, my second show was called uh, Commit No Nuisance again just about me being daft and, and fucking things up and it was a lot of them kind of revisited uh, one particular relationship one particular relationship I had and aspects of that that, uh, that I um, sort of that I really kind of fucked well looking back I realised I fucked up but it was um, I don't know I, could, it was, I, I was with I was madly love this guy but completely took him for granted which isn't particularly nice but you know is what it is yeah and then the third show was called Taking Care of Business and again it was about an idea of trying to change and be different mm. and highlight the mistakes that I've made mm. whereas this one is, is a, it's, I'm trying to take a different tax on this of, of me pretending as though I'm completely correct with everything I do and if people just were aware of it everything would work better which again which again is you know it's, it's so ridiculous but I'm trying mm. to bit not be oh it's all more poor me poor me I'm trying to highlight just because that's the thing yeah. as well like it's I don't think people are aware what they're watching when watching stand up like it's not me on there like the things I say on stage aren't necessarily the things I think I, you know, I think they're funny to mm. say do you know what I mean it's not mm. my actual angle on it mm. and uh, so false heightening sort of thing yeah to, just to make it like, we're all exaggerating aren't we like we you know yeah, that, yeah to, to, for comedic effect of course yeah know, like in my in my first show in Peace Love and Not Understanding I did it I, I wanted to touch on religion but I didn't. I didn't want to do that kind of hack thing because I'm, I'm an atheist. But I didn't want to do that kind of hack thing of just saying like, you know, how you know people who believe in God, how ridiculous are they? Because it's you know, it's, it's dull that people have done it. Yeah, yeah. So I wanted to do it from the, the point of someone who was trying to find God and had found Him. Because in the show, I was talking about these breakups, and I said, so I, I discovered God, and that kind of helped me get through things. But my arguments for believing in God was so ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And then the final, the final thing I did at the end of the show was that I did a prayer to God that wrapped up and encapsulated everything that happened in the past hour mm. in, a, in a poem yes. and uh, I had it reviewed and this guy from Apple Comedy did not understand it at all and thought I was a religious nutcase right yeah he just he wow. just he, go, he was talking about how Luke Stephen kind of you know pretends he's an, ag- he's an agnostic but he's clearly a defender of the faith because that was it it was, it was mental because I took the piss out of but this is the thing like I took the piss out of Christianity I took the piss out of you know Islam I took mm. the piss out of Buddhism I took the puss out of atheists, you know, the whole thing. Because at the very top of it, I, I took the piss out of Richard Dawkins. Yeah. I like Richard Dawkins. I really enjoyed The God Delusion. I enjoyed The Greatest Show on Earth. This is the thing that people, I trap, people fall into as well. You know, just because you like someone doesn't mean you have to agree with every single thing that they say. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I think people go, oh no, but I like this person, so I have to, everything he says is correct. Yeah. It's not, no, I like Richard Dawkins, but you can't be right on everything. Mm-hmm. And he had, years ago, he tweeted this thing out and he said, um, X is bad and Y is worse. If you think that's an endorsement of either, go away till you learn to think logically. He's like, okay, fair enough. Mm. And then his next tweet was, uh, rate, sorry, this is so bad. <laughs> he then said, rape by a friend is bad, rape by a stranger is worse. If you think that's an endorsement of either, go away till you learn to think logically. So, and I talked about this in my show, and I said, and quite rightly, everyone had a go at him with mad women to it, going, what on earth are you doing? Yeah, you're right. And uh, he went, oh, he went, okay. So he must have get, so I said, he must be getting a load of shit on his phone. He went, okay, I'm sorry, I've realised my, I've realised my mistake. Yeah. Because what I should have said was, mild rape is bad and violent rape is worse, right? And it's like, no, no, stop using rape as your example, Richard. That's the mistake you're making. So I did that. So I, so I took the piss out of Richard Dawkins for trivialising rape. Yeah, right. Yeah. This guy's review, Four years ago this was, and I still remember word for word, that's how much it fucking annoyed yeah, me. This guy's review was, 
when you're opening Gambit, it's to criticise one of the greatest minds of the 21st century. You're in a grey area of comedy for me. Wow. And he was like ridiculing Stephen Dawkins, uh, Stephen Hawkins, Stephen, uh, Richard Dawkins. And he yeah. said, what's next? Making jokes about kicking Stephen Hawkins out of his chair. And I was like, that's a fucking leap. Yeah. Richard Dawkins trivialises rape, so now I want to beat up disabled people. Like, yeah, where yeah. the fuck... Wow, have you connected those yeah, two? Right. It was it was insane. Just because it rhymes, isn't it? That's all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stephen Hawking. Stephen Hawking. Yeah, that's all it was. Yeah. It. Like it wasn't. Well, I didn't say like the blind watchmaker was shit. Yeah, you know right. I mean? uh, or the selfish gene. I was yeah. talking about a tweet, which yeah. was ridiculous. Yeah, totally. Yeah, just again, again, maybe just been listening to his own. Yeah, this sounds great. This yeah, is yeah. great. Didn't ask anyone. Just was like went straight. Oh, with do you it. know what I mean? He, he heard me. Yeah, he thought I was religious, mm. which again, which is again, is a real problem. I think with people who are atheists. I yeah. mean, I'm, I'm an atheist myself, but it's no. not religion. God, I'm like, okay, I don't, I don't give a fuck. Yeah, right. But to, to be, I, I, he must. I'm assuming he was a young lad who reviewed it. But it's yeah. that kind of problem with an atheist. Is basically, go, well, I'm an atheist, so therefore anyone who, who believes something different must be a moron or not interested in anything yeah, I have to yeah. say. And he had him being an atheist and his assumption that I believe in God, he just thought, right, this guy's wrong on everything. And mm-hmm. it wasn't so, to a point where he's not even paying attention to yeah, what's being it. said. He's not made his mind up before he even yeah, yeah, the show. Yeah, that, yeah. That's it. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, that, that, Didn't want to be there. Nah, that's it. Well, it wasn't even you. You know, so, you know, sometimes you read a few goes, that's not even me. That's them. But sometimes, sometimes it's funny, you just go, oh, well, that, they weren't even in the room, you know. Yeah, it was yeah. so insane. And I had such a good show. You know when you've oh, got a good show as well? Yeah, like, yeah. Oh, the review's going to come out great time. Nice. Fucking slap it off. Oh, fuckers, man. Um, well, so, that was the, the, so that was the God Delusion? Uh, it was called the Peace, Love and Not Understanding. Sorry. I'm like, <laughs> fucking God Delusion is God, God, God <laughs> <man. Dawkins wrote. laughs> yes, that's So So that was pe- uh, so that was the last show you did? That was the first show, Peace, first love, show, and right, peace love and Understanding. Commit No Nuisance was Commit the second nuisance, one. And then Taking Care of Business. And then the, this, this one show. is called Look at Me When I'm Talking to You. Look at Me When I'm Talking to You, right, yeah. right. Because I hate, I hate titles of shows that are pun. Yeah, yeah, totally. Because uh, yeah. I saw a guy did a show called Stage Against the Machine, and I saw <laughs> another one had a show called Page Against the Machine. I was like, guys, you, use your brains. Mm. Use your imagination. Like, fucking hell, it's not. I like... The, my thing with titles, I always liked what Quentin Tarantino did with the titles of his movies. Like, mm. They just sound cool, like Reservoir Dogs, Pulp Fiction, uh, you know, True Romance. They're these cool little, these cool little things. They're not just like a sentence taken from the from a line in the movie mm. and that sort of stuff. And, or like a TV show that's just you know in the now or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But just like you know, oh, don't pun on my name. Mm-mm. So that's <laughs> not yeah. like it's just yeah. I, I find that such a sheer lack of imagination. Yeah. So I like to have a, a title that's quite yeah. inventive. I don't know how inventive those titles are, but. No, I've, my show this year is called uh, "By the Power of Grayskull." Uh, so, because uh, <laughs> <laughs> I just want to have fun with it this year, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's it, and that's the uh, the whole theme. Just, I'm just want to make it the best fucking funniest, like 45 minutes that I'm gonna. gonna and that's that's yeah. the idea of stand up, is, and I think people are losing that. That they, it's they're trying to make serious points, yeah. and it's like you know, I'm it's not, not a place for it, right? So, yeah. It's just it's just what you want to you want to like to go. Oh, fucking, we've we, we spent a good fucking like you know best part of an hour enjoying that moment. Yeah, and it could have been the same because it'd be different every night, sort of thing, isn't it? Yeah, because you know, and you like, rather than it being a fucking that narrative. Well, okay, narrative works in different areas. If, again, if you've got a good point to make, you leave some room for fucking play, and something yeah, new yeah. is going to happen, you know. And that's it. And make it. Like, my favorite show last year was when on the last day. I was playing the tent at the marquee in, in, uh, oh, right. in the fucking Free Sisters. Free Sisters. Right? That duked it out there for the whole run, man. I was like, 2.45. Uh, the poor fellow who was after me was this clown guy and he didn't talk at all. 
and he was like halfway through his run every every day I saw him getting sadder and sadder and sadder in the sad cloud that's genuinely sad I know it was very and that, there was me I was having a great time I was like fuck I'm making money this is a fucking yeah, thing yeah. there was me counting my fucking money and I, was like, I felt so sorry for the guy he was such a lovely fella as well but he was like oh man this is like it was so not his room you know, because yeah. you know, you could turn it up or turn it like turn different levers up for that situation. That's hard. That you know, time, isn't it? it was fucking hard work. But two forty five p.m. You were. That's right. Five bad shows uh, out of the whole run, and I was like, because you know, it was just sound bleed, uh, vomit, and smell of puke. Uh, <laughs> just boiling hot one day, and it was just like, oh, for fuck's sake! And then what, the other one had a reviewer in the other, another day, which was just like, oh, for fuck's sake! And it was, you know, like you're just, you know, when you're like in your first 20 minutes, you're tanking, you're like, you can see the reviewer, he's fucking having a good time, you're like, fucking, yeah, yeah. here we go. They just had their fucking two week delivery of the beer. Uh, and like, so after yeah. 20 minutes, like, Kong, 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 I was like, getting gonged off every fucking five seconds. I was like, come on! Oh, and he left. Room, and I was like, oh, no! no. And, but, and look, you know what? I've got a three star review. I'll him staying there for 20 minutes so like, I'll Red take it before then didn't I'll, it I'll, yeah that's right of course it did of course it did yeah, it's great uh, it's, on my, it's on my poster now yeah. <laughs> but yeah fuck it man you know that that's it you gotta you gotta play the room you got sometimes but you know that that's yeah. but, but you know that, that's the thing that, I wanna make uh, after seeing like you know being out there a couple of years now I started to see like just just fuck it man you gotta, you gotta do it for you in it as well rather yeah. than that fucking like that kind of that archetype of that 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 imaginary uh, fringe show that everyone's l- reaching for that doesn't really exist. It's it's in the it's sort of like in the ether. Going oh, this is the sort of fringe show that you need to do. Why? Who says that? No one says that. It's yes, a thing, isn't it? Yeah. So, but yeah, it's, that's it. It's just like fucking make it the funniest fucking thing you can do and the funnest fucking thing, man. And they and blitz them, you know. Yeah, and it's all it's also that thing as well. It's like no one. No one cares about your show. Because I was, uh, a few years ago, I was caught up in that whole fiasco mm. where Freestival thought they had Calgate heads. And then um, PBH was like, no, I've got it. So then I was I was one of the Freestival acts who thought they had Calgate heads. And uh, we found out the weekend I was going to be doing the Brighton Fringe. And I was like, oh, for fuck's sake. I was like, right, I'll deal with this when I'm not when I've done Brighton. So then there was a little Facebook group they all started together. And I thought, I'll join this group because it would be quite helpful. Mm. What a load of fucking bitchy arseholes. Just nag, nag, nag. Oh, I can't believe this happened. This is unfair. I've put so much work into my shelf. Well, none of this is helping. Mm. And we were, all, we were all given the opportunity to apply with PBH to see if we could get the room. So I applied with PBH, got the room, got the time. Everything was fine. It wasn't a fucking issue. But the people were going on there going, there's no way I'm going to apply to that comedy monster. Fuck this. And it's like, well, what are you, what are you talking about? What, no one, you're not being principled. Why, why are you doing the show? You want people to watch it. You want people to see it. Yeah. If you go with this guy, then... That those things will happen. So what? Mm. What are you after? Mm-mm. And it's just people take themselves so seriously. And it's yeah. like there's two thousand shows there. No yeah. one gives a fuck if you're not there or not. So That's if you if you don't put yourself there, yeah. you're missing out on it. Yeah. Doesn't matter who's putting it on. It, it's yeah. fucking ludicrous. People it. will like, but again, people liking their comments. So it's that self validation thing. Yeah. 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 Look how many comments they got. That's it. It's of course, of course, uh, my fans are going to miss me. No, there's other comics who can do yeah. their shows. They don't care. Yeah. That's it. Get some real fucking fans. Uh, and that and, and that's it. It's like you know when like when you get people who add you on Facebook, and you kind of go, I don't know you, haven't met you yet. You know, fine mm. if I've met you, but why are you adding me on Facebook? You know, I like I I you know, but it's, it's fine. But it's like it just seems so weird. It's like you don't, you're never going to talk to me on Facebook or write because I don't read fucking posts that much on Facebook anyway. I don't, no. you know, I, I can't do that thing. I can't, I can't get involved in that. I'm like, if I think of something funny, great. But if yeah. I try it out, but 
or but otherwise I'm not going to put anything on. I'll post something silly or yeah yeah, yeah. you know try something out throw a line out there oh yeah. I think okay try it but I won't be like fucking Theresa May Windrush yeah but we know, yeah fuck that know, shit no one needs to know what I think on that yeah no I'm not, I'm, you know no one's interested like you know right. it, and, and, it's uh, terrible but I'm not changing the world with a no. Yeah, or a comedy. That's it. You're not. And it, like I put that up there. I said like uh, the other day. I said, you know, look, my opinion in real life in real life doesn't matter. So what the fuck is it going to matter on Facebook? You know what I mean? <laughs> you know? You know? That's <laughs> really good. Yeah. Yeah. My opinion in real yeah. life doesn't matter. So yeah. Why would it matter on I, Facebook? I fuck it. I, I, I could tell my fucking wife. No shit. She don't care. I'm like fuck. I'm not going to put that on Facebook. You know, whatever it is. But it's that kind of thing. It's like it's also, and Do you know what? Other people fucking defended Facebook as well. Went. Oh no! But you have a much bigger reach on Facebook than you do. A much bigger reach. So what? It doesn't yeah. mean anything. It, it, it we're con- people are so brainwashed that it doesn't mean something. It doesn't. Yeah, it and I, th- I think it stopped. I think it's kind of stopped protests as well because oh, now yeah. that you can do a change.org petition, everyone goes right. I've done my click. I've done my bit. Oh, it's like you've, you've done nothing. Sake. The amount of those I've seen, I think these these don't these don't change anything. People oh. know that though, right? Yeah, yeah. Right, they know right. that no, there's no laws being brought in from a change.org petition. Like, that's not. But so many people do it. They go, oh, oh yeah. Mm. change this this is out of order yeah, yeah. Right. I'll click that button done we need the voting system to be changed ok I'll click that yeah. Rome feels terrible yep yeah, absolutely I'll click that button it's like no you need to go out there yeah. like, you need to get real, outside yeah. the house make really? it fucking bored and yeah. fuck it yeah, get I mean don't, don't get me wrong I don't go out there I don't do anything yeah. but I'm not Clicking buttons, yeah. thinking I've made a difference. Yeah, that's it. You know what but, I mean? uh, yeah, that's it. I'm not like f- deluding yourself. You know, yeah. That's, uh, it, it's uh... again. Look at me when I'm talking to you. They just did. <laughs> they just did what I thought they should do. It would be better. Yeah. Don't do what I do. Do as I fucking say. Yeah, that's yeah. it. If, if uh, they just did what I said, mm-hmm. it, would, it would work out. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Roll Barry. Yeah. Roll Barry. That line of the time of your show is every conversation yeah. now. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah, this is it. Just name my show, guys. This is the yeah. show. When did you start? What was the first gig you did? The first gig I did was a laughing horse gig huh? at Blue Post in Soho. I mm. think it's called the Blue Post. Yeah, yeah. I'm not sure if it's still Upstairs. there. Yeah, 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 that's the one. It was back in 2007, mm. I think. I wanted to do stand-up. Because I used to write plays. I used to write plays when I was a kid. I wanted to be like an actor, which is like a really wanky thing to say. Because um, like I don't respect acting. <laughs> at all <laughs> anymore no, no, I did out for 11 a, fucking no, years and I, did, fucking... I did when I was a child I didn't know any better when I was a teenager I thought acting was cool yeah. and uh, I've now I think it has no value yeah. whatsoever I don't mm. respect actors mm. I don't think it's an art form mm. I think it's rubbish right. <laughs> <laughs> don't get me wrong you can see I mean, you can see a great piece of acting my friend, my friend Alex did a bit of the Norfolk Bros the Bowie story that did Edinburgh last year and he plays every character in it and it's exhausting what he does and I think fucking hell that's that's quite impressive mm. but you know if you're I don't know if you're in an advert and you're calling yourself an actor I don't really I don't really think that's a thing do you know what I mean no totally yeah um, it's form over content isn't it really? yeah yeah it's like oh you look like this guy that we look to, could should yeah. do this thing or even like, like or even, even yeah. like movie actors I mean obviously mm. you get people better obviously, obviously there's, there's levels to everything so you get people who are better at it than others I mean mm. I could be completely wrong on this well, I'm not. It's, you know, it's just what I think. Mm-hmm. So there's levels to everything, but I just kind of think I don't care if you can pretend to be something better than anybody else. Like I just don't. I just don't think that's a skill, yeah. or if or if it is a skill, I don't think it's an impressive one. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I mean look at Colin like, people. Can, people are really good at sewing. Yeah, I, I don't give a shit. Yeah, but I think with stand up, you have to actually you have to create something interesting enough for people. To, mm-hmm. Basically, you, have, you think 
strangers should listen to you for an hour and be entertained by it and then give you money for it. Mm. And to get away with doing that, you have to. Have, there has to be some kind of talent in mm. that. Mm. But to just act and say words that someone else has given to you and told, and then you act them in a way they're telling you to do them. I don't know where your skill is. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, like Colin Farrell. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We've all seen Miami Vice. <laughs> worst. The worst film. Yeah. The worst. And you've all seen Phone Booth. Not bad, but yeah. it didn't really do much. No. It was all editing. You know, it's like just standing there looking good and just, again, yeah. like, and then my voice, well, you know, that's it. So, yeah. Yeah. So, so, that, was, so that was it. So when yeah. I was a kid, I wanted to, I wanted to act, but yeah. I, didn't, I didn't know how to get into acting. So I thought, or if I write something, oh, I can be in that. So I wrote, so I had this a silly idea for a play when I was like 18. Mm. So, you know, I've had one idea when I was 18. It was about trying to get laid. Right. That's pretty much been the theme of my career. Well, that's a 34. Yeah. <laughs> starring, you're starring yeah. every scene. Just yeah. me thinking about banging chicks. That's yeah. pretty much every sort of idea comes from that. Yeah. So I had this idea of feeling like a born-again virgin, like, you know, not going to go out with sex for such a long time. And then I like the idea of saying you had three friends that you still kind of fancied you, but they came onto you at the same time and you still wouldn't be able to do anything about it because of the sheer embarrassment you created by everyone. Right. I thought that was quite a funny idea. So I wrote that when I was 18 and then I did a few more plays. And they seemed to be, they seemed to be okay quite locally. But then, like, the older you get, obviously, when you're like 21, 22, people start getting proper jobs, they yeah. want to move out of their parents' houses, yeah. and you can't get people to commit their time to you for nothing anymore. Yeah. So I thought, well, I'll do stand-up then. I thought, because I always had an interest in stand-up, I never thought I'd do it. But then I thought, I don't, what am I going to do? I thought, I'm not going to not perform. And I yeah. used to write the stuff anyway, so yeah. I, you know, I, I knew I could make people laugh. And I've always been quite a funny kid anyway. I was always aware yeah. that I could sort of get people's attention. Like, people, yeah. I could, I've, always, I've always realized I could tell a story, so I kind of thought that was my skill. Yeah. So I thought I'd do that, I'll try, try stand-up. So I went to a few open micers around London. I remember going to the Comedy Cafe when it was huge, mm. uh, downstairs on uh, Rumington Street, downstairs at the King's Head back in, back in the day. Yeah, so I went to a few little open micers, I went to a few little laughing horses just to check out what the environment's like and see what the vibe was like. And I remember I went to a laughing horse gig. It wasn't at the Blue Post, it was somewhere else. And I spoke to the guy afterwards, I can't remember his name now, short fellow with, with glasses. And I was like, I'm really interested in getting into stand-up. I said, how can I get on here? And he goes, well, I run the night at the Blue Post. He goes, you turn up next week. Mm. I'll give you five minutes. Mm. So, and I didn't, have, I didn't have anything. So I went, okay, yeah. Because I thought, what am I going to do? Just keep saying no. I mm. thought, this is an opportunity here, so I'll have to, I'll have to write it. You know, I wrote down five, what I thought was five minutes of, of shit. And then I did it aloud to myself. And it was 90 seconds. Mm. And I was like, fuck, mm-hmm. five minutes. It's had the fuck I'm going to do for five minutes. Yeah. So I kind of did it. I did a thing about the ex. I did some awful stuff. Like, it's awful. It's mad to think the gig... But the gig went okay, because yeah. I did it again. Yeah. But it's terrible to think I did this stuff. No, I did stuff about homosexuals fisting each other. Right. Ridiculous. Like, yeah. not, like, how is, like, I just did, like, the premise of it was, like, how do you ever get to that point? Yeah. The beginning. <laughs> it's actually quite funny. <laughs> <laughs> Is like you sort of making out with each other, your little fun order, but how do you suddenly make that drastic progression to yeah. a fist and an arsehole? Yeah. You know, I'm 23. Right? Yeah, I know you said. It's the beginning, right? Yeah, it's the beginning. It's the very first gig. So I did that, and that went okay, and then I did a stuff about the X Factor, and some kid coming back and having cancer. Awful, awful bit of material. And then I yeah. did something on... And then I told a true story that happened to me of being bothered by a chugger. Um... The you know, charity workers, that's what, that's right, what yeah, okay. it, yeah. Is that right? 
I don't know. I just remember I said you kind of looked at me going, what's sugar? What's sugar? It's like charity worker. Okay. Sugar, yeah. mother. Is that? Oh, I think, yeah, I think yeah, it's charity oh, mother. I, I think. Yeah, God, I yeah, might have got yeah. that completely wrong, but no, I think, no, it's, I think that's, that's a term. That's a good term. Yeah, yeah. If not, it should be. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It happened to me years ago. Oh. It was, um, I was, I was in the high street with my mate. I was going to a bar. Some woman sort of called me. She was collecting feminist pieces, saying, she's like, oh, uh, can I get you for a second? And I went, what do you want? And uh, she was like, you know, did you know that? Britain is number one in Europe for child abuse so I went to her and there's me thinking we never win at anything <laughs> that's good I know good so, I, so I told that story in my set about how I hate being bothered because like if I because I did a premise about how I don't like being out of my house if mm-hmm. I've left my house I've left it for a reason I need to get food or I'm going to a place I don't want to be interrupted and I said about how the high street is now just full of people constantly wanting my attention after they've left and right turns to avoid it and then I told the story of a woman saying that and that was why I think that was my closing bit. Yeah. Um, it must have been more in there because it was yeah, five yeah. minutes. Bizarrely, it went okay. Yeah, and then some people came up to me and said they enjoyed it and then, I, you know, I did that and then I just thought, oh, stand-up's easy. So I did about three more gigs and I was like, oh, this is great and people were asking me, oh, how's it going? I was like, yeah, it's fine. I said, it's not really hard and they said, oh, I'll wait till you get that bad one. I was like, oh, no, no, fuck yourself. Yeah, it's not going to happen. I've got this nailed down. Yeah, I've got it down. I've got this down to a T. <laughs> yeah, I've done, you know, I've been doing stand-up for four weeks yeah, now. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, think I, know, I, think I, I think I know what I'm doing, yeah? Yeah. yeah. Like, so morning. And then my fifth ever, fifth ever gig was at a place called the... Fuck, I can't believe I remember all this. It was a place called the Rhythm Factory in Whitechapel. Mm. I'm not sure if it's still there, but it was a open micer for musicians, poets, and stand Oh, classic. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, 100%. So I've gone in and thinking, well, I've got my killer five minutes that I've done four times now and it's gone really well so I know exactly what I'm doing yeah. did that to a room of ten poets and musicians oh, no. to total silence and it was like why isn't this working it mm. was like holy it was so freaky totally and totally. Um, it was insane yeah that feeling was like but you still go through that now like it's mm-hmm. you try because exp- you try and explain to people now this so I say, oh, do you do you get bad sets still? And it's like, well, yeah, no one's no one's immune to it. Like, mm. like you spend a year writing an hour, and then then you get rid of it, and then you go, right, well, I've got write another one, and then you go, oh, I have to go through this being shit bit again. Mm. So you have to be shit again for like four months because not every idea you have is is great. Mm. And like some ideas you you try and they just don't work. It's like I thought this idea was brilliant. <laughs> people people still just don't go with it whatsoever. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah. Like sometimes you can revamp it, change it a little bit, or just or change the structure of a sentence or put it in a different place and that yeah. and that makes the joke work like I've got a bit at the moment I'm doing on suffrage yeah. which I don't, I don't want to sort of burn but it's because the whole suffrage thing was fucking annoying me this year it was, yeah. it was just funny and infuriating about um, how we were celebrating 100 years since we had the vote and I was like yes yeah, not like I, did, I didn't understand why, why it was such a big thing like you had to be 30 and married to a geezer at a house and if you were then you could vote. And I thought, that's not something to celebrate. This is crazy. And it was also the first time that 40% of men got the vote. So I, I'm doing this bit about how it's actually 100 years since men have had the vote. People really don't like it at all. <laughs> <laughs> but it's not my fault if you if you don't know your fucking history. 40%. Yeah, so yeah, that's true. No, that's true. But, you know, it, it's not in to, to support the uh, the patriarchal paradigm yeah. right? or like or even be even mediate between the two yeah you can't do that you're still you're still a target yeah but you, the idea that you can't make fun of this thing is yeah. is bonkers to me like you can make you can make fun of everything but mm. the idea you kind of make fun of your misunderstanding of history yeah. I, why not like, like if I had a premise and yeah. it was totally wrong and someone poked fun at you for it you'd, mm. you'd have to laugh yeah 
Yeah, but they don't know because this is a real serious scene and this is the patriarchy. No, you're, you're mm. brainwashed. Yeah, you don't it's, 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 it's absolute complete control of, of everyone's star, so you're not able yeah. to. You know, but even this, it's like, well, we're just yeah. two white men, how dare we. Yeah, have debate anything. Let's not talk about anything. Let's just go, yeah, comedy's going good, yeah, yeah how's your comedy? Yeah, it's good in 10, right. 11 years. But like, in the, in the, in the time you're doing comedy now, right, this is the thing, I'm, like, I'm going, like, come up seven years now. Yeah. We are not ever immune of, of a death, ever. No, right? no, no. But it's... there are things you can do to, to, control. to control the death. Yes. To make it just bearable for them and to go, okay, fine, and to just release the pressure. Now, there's a thing. You've gone 11 years, right? Yeah. So, like, you're, like, comedy callus on the heart is probably just, like, a fucking steel, uh, like, titanium, adamantium thing you kind of got covering yeah. your heart at this stage. You go, oh, you know, fuck it. Wasn't my night. But that's okay. But you have, do you do the things that can, like, you know, you because there are things you can do to make it okay. Or do you just go, no, fuck them. I know this is good. I'm going to let this die in its fucking arse. And I'm going to go to the next thing and they might laugh at it. I'm not going to jazz it up at all. Do you know what I mean? Um, it, you know I, what I, mean? I struggled last night. I, oh. I struggled last night. I did, I did write funny comedy last night. I opened. Mm. And I always seem to struggle at the moment. It's a great gig. I love Les who, who, who puts it on. He's, he's a great guy. And every mm. act was, was super strong on it afterwards. I always maybe I was super tired. Obviously, yeah, I don't yeah. even know I'd, I'd run around. Oh, you run around? Oh, yeah, yeah. I don't think I've mentioned it. No, no, no. It's funny about Jamel's. Yeah, I'm looking. So maybe I was maybe I was a bit super tired, but I always kind of struggle in that room. Maybe yeah, in your head though. Maybe no, you know, maybe. maybe. Do you think sometimes as well that you know some gigs when you don't? If you do, how long? How many times have you done that one? Three or four. Yeah, it's one. You know, it's one of those gigs. You go okay. And then like you know you do the the, the averages. So you go okay. Maybe it's there's certain times when you go. This can be sometimes a very clicky night. So yeah. Come back re- repeatedly, and like they know it. And if you don't know you, if you're not in that fucking group, I don't oh, know if you're maybe. not. I don't know if you are. I don't know if you are. I'm not. I don't know if there's a group, but but some gigs you go oh, to. It's a nice gig. It is a nice. Yeah. Gig. It's a really nice set up. It's 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 ran really well. Like nothing, nothing, get nothing gets oh, right. not, not whatsoever. Yeah. Like, not, I'm, I'm not saying I'm not saying it is, but you know, no, some no. nights you go, you go, go guys. I mean, you feel that like some sort of even before you do your first, when you do your first joke, go. Oh, you know what. I've done that before yeah. and I know it's a good joke and they're not giving me anything. So like now I kind of go, guys, I know this is my first time here but we're going to know each other really well by then in my set so just stay with me. I'll do that sometimes. Yeah. I say, look, just don't, yeah, don't pull back. Like, That's it. Let me we'll yeah. walk through this together. We've so. got, uh, yeah. I've got, because I, I can feel it. You, know, you can yeah. just feel that clicky sometimes. There's a clicky, not, not about that gig but I don't, I've never yeah. done that say but there's sometimes that, that thing can happen. Okay, right. So now you're a good at telling a story. Now I want to yeah. know your best story that you like. You, that, what is your best story My, that you you crack out at the moment? Like I mean, I don't. Not that I'm saying this podcast is going badly, but I mean, you, you know, <laughs> this is going great. I'm having a great time. But I mean, no, I'm enjoying I, it. I know, no, but no, really, that sounds like sarcastic. Yeah, sarcastic. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, is this no. is this not good then? <laughs> is this like being facetious? No, I'm not. I've just got on. one of those faces, Luke. I swear. Right, okay. No, it's like I really do. Like, I, I, but like, no, I'm really enjoying it. What is the? But, <laughs> That's ten seconds. What's your best story? <laughs> no, but like you know, the, when 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 like say when you're like you're in a character or something like not necessarily like you, but you're you're comfortable so like a dinner party or something like that or yeah. you have dinner parties whatever it is. But you know your friends are like, oh fucking no, this this is fucking not going well at all. I need yeah. to do something here to break the ice, and you crack open a story because that story is the is oh the, uh, yeah place yeah oh, yeah. Man, I don't really yeah. Do that. Do you not do that? No. No. Do you, no what what would you do then? What would you do? Oh, I'd let the night die and just find that and find that amusing. Oh no, no, no not a gig, but like in a in a social situation. No, yeah, in a social. Situation. Oh, really? Like to watch that fail <laughs> and find that funny, <laughs> and then make fun of that 
afterwards. Yeah, no, I don't want to rescue a social no. situation. Oh. That's that's not that's not my business at all. No, right. I've got no interest in doing that. No. If the social situation is going really badly, I'll see if I can make that go ever so slightly oh, really? worse. Purely for my own amusement. Oh, really? Fair play. Yeah. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah, that's. I think that's a much more fun thing to do. I, I like being silly, so I don't want to yeah. try and. Yeah, if I th- if I think something's going badly mm. uh, uh, in a social place, I mean, okay. which is quite you're amusing just, to you're just see. staring at a notebook going, oh, yeah. this is fucking we'll just great. think, just watch it unravel, yeah. and yeah, then yeah. just go, oh, well, that'd be funny if that happened, and maybe mm. I'd get some kind of material oh. out of it. Yeah, you're no, the I watcher don't. on the corner, then just like taking yeah. notes, you know, fucking the, the stenographer going, mm, 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 oh, this is great. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. Um, and okay, so that. That didn't work. <laughs> Sorry. Completely. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what I'm with that. No, I, I, the I, truth. I, 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 I like the truth. But yeah. look at me when I'm talking to you, okay? <laughs> <laughs> was it... Uh, so the, the... Okay, in that case, right. Now, my, this is probably not going to work either. But I'm just going to go with oh, anyway. it. We, we all model ourselves on... Well, I mean, I, okay, right. And now I'm just speaking for myself again, right? Maybe other people don't do this. Maybe no, it's voices in my head. But I model myself on, say, uh, when I do comedy... I model myself on, say, a... It's, it's not what I do, a plumber. But that's not what I am, you know, right. like, for comedy. You kind of go up there. But it's usually, like, it could be real or imaginary, but, like, a kind of... Like, the, the kind yeah. of, you know, the, the character that comes from the, 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 the mountains to yeah. bring his jokes that he has crafted, you know, that's been many years. And, yeah. But what do you... Do you see yourself as, like, a, some sort of uh, archetype like that? You know, I, I always wanted to come across as though people were just watching their friend talking to okay. them. That's that's always something like I had in my mind. Yeah. I almost wanted them to forget they were at a, a show and they were just listening yeah. to their friend tell them stuff. Because I I quite enjoy I quite enjoy a heckle. I don't I don't mind it. Yeah, I, I used to hate it when I first started out. But then because I don't really learn my material that well either. Like I have a vague idea of what I'm doing. Like I know mm. my club set that I'm doing at the moment, mm. my ten and my twenty. But other than that, if I'm trying new stuff out, I'll I'll be quite undecided with what stories I'm going to go and where they're, where they're going to go. Mm. So I quite enjoy if I hear a noise or, or someone say mm. something. I quite like bringing, bringing them in. Mm. And that was a skill that I learned from Edinburgh, really. Because that's the thing as well. This, that's why doing Edinburgh is so beneficial. Because you, you, you do so much stand-up. Mm. Like you're doing your show an hour every day for a month. And mm. you're also doing other people's show, getting on little compilation shows as mm. well. And you, you, you eat more there in that month than you perhaps you do throughout the whole year. Mm. And you just learn little things about yourself. Before I first did my first Edinburgh show, someone was talking to each other in the audience. I'd go, why are you talking to each other? I'd be annoyed at that. But Which is ridiculous because mm. you, don't, you don't know what they're saying to each other. They don't, they don't, to just jump to the negative going, oh, they're just going, well, this is shit. They could be saying to each other, oh, what did he say? I missed that. And then they're explaining the joke, what you just said. So, And that happened to me a couple of times in Edinburgh. I was like, oh, fucking hell, I'm being an arsehole. And I remember once I was when I did the Camden Fringe on the third night, there was a couple talking in the front row right at the very start. And I was like, why are you guys talking to each other? But I tried to do it in a nice way. And she went, oh, my boyfriend's Italian. I'm translating. Yeah. So that was, so I thought, oh, okay. And then there was one point when I was miming a blowjob about 50 minutes into the show. And then she translated that to her boyfriend. So it was getting a nice laugh a bit. And then I saw her mime it to her fella. And I just, when I went, that just got translated. And it just got a real nice laugh. And I thought that only happened because I didn't attack them at the start. And I brought yeah. them out of it to... Yeah bring in a little conversational piece so yeah I've always wanted to just come across as though you're watching your friends mm-hmm. tell you a story so I don't mind if people want to sort of chime in with little bits and pieces like, mm-hmm. I, I almost don't mind it if people sort of like it's annoying people take what I'm saying seriously because obviously it's a joke like, a, like when I did my last show I did a bit about how um, like I love women but I hate their mates which is obviously like silly and I you know nine times out of ten you can go to a girl and go look have you got a friend that you don't like nine times out of ten they'll go yes mm-hmm. 
And this one particular night I did it, and then this one went, no, why would I have a friend I don't like? I was like, okay, fine. So I went, guys, I said, isn't that true of women? A couple of guys went, yes. And then this chick at the back, she went, oh my God, how can a man possibly answer that? And I was like, well, what do you mean? She goes, how would he know that? And I said, a woman might have told him. And I said, also, I was like, where do you think you are? Look at this room. We're in a fucking old, this was, it used to be a military tattoo shop. There's 40 men sitting in this room at 12.30, like, like 12 at night. And I said, the last five minutes, I was talking about doing a shit in the bushes Why a gay man tried to came onto me. I was like, it, be aware of the context be aware of the context of this room like, this is not a fucking TED talk I said if you're here to learn if you're here to learn anything from the show you're in the wrong room yeah because that's not what's going to happen here that's it so I enjoyed that because it got a laugh that kind of stuff yeah. it's uh, yeah I like someone sort of yeah. you know sort of chirping away a little mm. bit because it's just it's you know it's someone being so but you're uh, like I mean okay for me that respect and that answer to that question for me I feel like uh like I don't know, sometimes you feel like a samurai, you know, like you know yeah. that that kind of like just you know you, you know you only have it ready, you know you only don't need yeah. to take, ever have to draw the sword, you know the king for sexual assault, <laughs> 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 have to take it out, you know what I mean, yeah. you know just like just the tip. Don't imagine being sexual at all until you start saying it. <laughs> you know, um, uh, but you know what I'm saying, right? I'm not going to yes. go any further that no. analogy, but you know, it, it's like kind of just, you know, just, you, you just stay ready because you're all poised and just ready to just go and, and flow with it and, and see where it goes and just move and adapt to every situation, that sort of thing. But the the friend thing, yeah, totally. You're totally likable, I get that, but is oh, there a kind of, is there kind of the thing that, because you like the confrontation. You like that because you just go, it tests your metal. You're yeah. Like, okay, here well, we go. Well, like, the confrontation. Like, I don't... too fucking, like, Gracie or something. Why don't... Yeah. Am I too aggressive? Maybe aggressive? Is it aggressive? No, aggressive. Maybe aggressive. That's okay. <laughs> I mean, not so, much, not so much the confrontation, but I... Because I, I don't really... I don't know. I don't really see the heckle as a confrontation. Okay. I just think... I mean, I, I guess it is confrontational. Puny humans. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, guess, I guess it is confrontational if someone's trying to, if someone's trying to ruin your show, but I don't... Yeah. I don't I think a lot of the time I don't feel as though yeah. people are trying to ruin it when, yeah. when they heckle. I think they think they're getting involved in a, in a nice way. It's a different yeah. thing if someone's just going, your shit, yeah. boo, yeah. go fuck yourself. Yeah. Like that's, that's someone trying to ruin it. But if someone yeah. thinks they're adding something to it, then I'll go with it. I'll go, okay, well, let's see what they yeah. want to say. It's not a strict... Yeah. You'll use the peer group to destroy them. So you're like the friendly cult leader. Well, I've had it happen a few, <laughs> I've had it happen a few times where... All, where Audiences have argued with each other. Ah. And I've gone, guys, I was like, you can't. And so that went from when that's happened. I've gone, guys, don't heckle each other. Yeah. Do that to me. And it's yeah. like, don't you go, you, <laughs> you guys are in it together. Don't turn on each other. Yeah. Jesus Christ. And I, but I quite like, I quite like that happening in my, in my gigs. I quite mm. like the fact where, where, because I think that's a good thing. I think if your audiences are so, if you, if you, it's quite an amazing thing to be really being a, a stand-up comic and you, you get to a point where you can split your audience so much they're arguing with each other. Yeah. Like, it's quite fucking... It's yeah. something else, but then they all kind of enjoy it in its own way. Yeah. Sorry, guys. It's not about you. It's yeah. about me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because I've had... That happened a couple of... There was a weird Edinburgh the last one. It was... I was on really late. I was on a quarter past 11. Yeah. I was in a room no one really knew. It was a new venue. Mm. Uh, but it, it was hard, some of it. But, like, but I didn't have any bad shows. It was the first year I didn't have any bad shows. I had two that could have gone bad. But I was I was able to, to to rescue them, right? So that felt a bit like a skill that was mm. that was improving. I knew I knew what to do in, the, in yeah, those nice. scenarios. Nice, yeah. So your name, your show is here is Look at me while I'm talking to you. Yes, and it's at eight o'clock. Eight o'clock, Doctor Doctor Livingston. It's Livingston. a new it's a new venue. It's a PBH one. 
Brilliant. 8pm it's on St Mary Street so just off the Royal Mile uh, leading to uh, the Pleasants okay. so really nice and central yeah well Luke Stephen thank you for coming on the company no, no, thank you so much man I thoroughly enjoyed it brother a pleasure thank Thanks. you And that was Luke Stephen for episode 63. I hope you enjoyed that. Go find him on YouTube. Go find him on Twitter. Go find him everywhere on the internet. Actually, just go see him live. His show again is at Dr. Livingston's 8pm St. Mary Street, Edinburgh, every day of the Edinburgh Fringe. Go check him out. Very funny, man. You can follow this podcast on Twitter at The Comedy Defect Podcast. You can follow me at Winter Fonander. You can also come see my live stand-up gig dates, which I'll be gigging around the country, which will be on my website, which is winterphonander.com. And if you also like this podcast enough that you feel like you want to donate, you can go to Patreon, type in The Comedy Defect Podcast, or donate as little as a pound, or as much as you feel this podcast is worth. Those who do donate, thank you, because you're paying for people that can't. And those of you that can't donate, just get on your phone, leave us a nice, honest review, just let yourself go. Pretend it's like TripAdvisor, you know, because really, just, just pretend like your opinion matters, because uh, that's what it's all about, right? <laughs> it's, it's the feeling, okay? Uh, that's it from this episode of the Comedy Defect Podcast. That was episode 63 with Luke Stephen. Next month, at the end of August, we've got a very funny comedian, Susan Murray. She's written for loads of TV, loads of radio. She's a very funny person. I hope you enjoy that episode too. I enjoyed interviewing her, but sometimes interviews can go either way. But I will tell you about that in the next episode. But if you're in Edinburgh, my show is at 2.45pm in the Wee Room in the Three Sisters. And that is on Calgate for a few dates of the Fringe. Not all of the dates, but there is a poster around there. You will see it. It's called By the Power of Grayskull. Until then, whatever you do, enjoy the rest of July. And if you're in Edinburgh, I'll see you there. And if not, enjoy August.